season four premiere of Conversations of the Heart. Uh, of course, as always, it is your boy Tito. Um, gonna get into it. Big season premiere um, today, season four, episode one. Gonna have an, an incredible guest, um, Dr. Susan Regisford, um, MD. Um, and we're gonna get into a lot of talk about, um, you know, holistic health and living, you know, a healthy whole life. Um, so we, we're gonna jump right in. Hey, Nikki, how you doing? Appreciate you for tuning in, as always. Hi. Hey, how are I'm you? Great. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. I, I can hear you just fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so very much for having me. Of course. I skipped back a little bit because I was way up on the top. <laughs> no, no, no. Definitely um, appreciate you taking the time out to be with me today. Um, this is, if you didn't know, um, this is my season four premiere um, um, episode one that I'm doing this here with you today. So um, definitely appreciate it on a very, very important topic um, on living a holistic lifestyle. And, uh, you know, so every, everyone, please uh, welcome, warm welcome to Dr. Susan um, Regis Ford, um, medical doctor. Um, she is also, uh, she is a retired physician, a wellness coach, uh, a holistic coach, um, and she's also a deaconess in training. Um, so before we get started, I know you wanted to say a few words, I, I know you wanted to start this, this, this session off, this conversation off in a, a different way. So let's, I'll leave the floor to you. Uh, good evening, everyone. Thank you so very much, Terrence, for having me here tonight. Before we get started, I'd just like to um, bow our heads in a few, for a few seconds in prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Amen. Heavenly Father, we give praise and thanks as always to you for your blessings. We thank you this evening for waking us up this day. And we pray if it is your will that you open our hearts and minds to the knowledge that's being given and shared here tonight from everyone. And that each and every one will leave here with some nugget that they can use to nourish themselves on their journey as they continue on in their life we pray this in jesus name and we are always grateful for your guidance amen amen first time we're going to start off the show like that couldn't start off couldn't couldn't have started off a better way for season four appreciate that prayer thank you very much You're very welcome. um so let's let's dive right into it first first before we kind of get started with the content kind of want to just give the people a little bit of background about you about your medical background um you know what got you started with this whole uh, holistic health um and and where you are right now well i um was a physician for 30 years i decided that after many many years of seeing patients come back and with the same problems over and over and over again that something was wrong in my own personal life i was struggling to lose weight i would lose the weight gain the weight lose the weight gain the weight and i said there had to be another reason why i was not able to keep the weight off and so i said we were addressing superficial symptoms rather than the root cause of the disease mm. and in any of my articles because I like to break up disease with the D-I-S hyphen E-A-S-E, dis-ease, because I believe when we are spiritually unhealthy, it creates internal dis-ease that even when we are, when we are, when we have internal dis-ease. Can you hear me? Yes, absolutely. Yes. So, so um, I knew my journey as a physician was going to come to an end because 
I know God works in my life. He called me to be a physician, and that road, that journey had that chapter of my life had come to an end. I unfortunately, or um, not unfortunately, I really didn't expect this new this new chapter of my life because I always wanted to be a writer. So I was writing some books. I started working on my book, and I was giving the chapters to my my reverend at my church, and he says, "Where is all this going?" And um, I said, "I'm." I'm hoping to get my book published. And he says, well, you really have a good grasp of the Bible. Do you, would you consider being a deaconess? And lo and behold, here I am studying to be a deaconess. But my, my youngest sister had, she had predicted this many, many years ago. She said she had a dream that I was going to be in a ministerial role in my church. And so here I am. It felt right. And um, I prayed about it, I discussed it with my husband and I started taking classes in 2021, and hopefully we'll be done at the end of this year. Yeah. Well, first, con con congratulations. Um, and, you know, being a, a physician for 30 years, I know it's very, very stressful. And uh, <laughs> it can be very stressful dealing with patients and just time. And, and so thank you for, you know, that service uh, as well, uh, because we need more um people of color, especially in the medical field, and you've served that for 30 years. So, so definitely thank you. And I'm sure that you saved a lot of black and brown lives. So, so definitely, I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to this holistic health, right, um, living a whole life, right, what are the four pillars of health that you, that, that you talk about? Well, I, this is my own thing. I, this is, yeah. this is like my baby. It's been, I've been interested in health, obviously, since I was a physician, but like I said, I was always trying to get to the root cause of everything. And I, after my own experiences and speaking to a lot of patients, friends and family members, it kept coming back to these four things. And I thought, why not? So basically the four pillars of health on my um, philosophy of total mm -hmm. health are spiritual health, which is my foundation, and psychological health, which is emotional and mental, physical health, and financial health. Because... Financial stress, we know, is a big reason why many people become unhealthy, believe it or not. So mm -hmm. when I say psychological, I incorporate all of the things that goes along with the person's psyche, their social life, their you know, cultural things like that, but specifically emotional and mental. And basically, I feel that as we are, if I ask everyone in the audience, would you say that you are spiritual as well as a physical being? I bet you most people would say yes. Mm -hmm. So the interesting thing is so many of us focus on the physical health and forget our spiritual health and i truly believe that once we are spiritually healthy everything else falls into play smoothly everything else gets into alignment basically and and mm -hmm. that belief and I, I saw it in my own life because for decades decades not just 10 years folks more than 10 years i struggled to lose this weight until i realized that i was approaching it as an external thing rather than as an internal thing. So once I started working on my internal, getting healthy spiritually, even though I'd been a Christian my entire life, once I started really paying some attention to some specific things, it shifted. Of course, once we created habits in our life, they, you have to do the work to change those habits, right? Because they don't just disappear after you've had them for decades. <laughs> right, right. So, and you kind of took the words right out of my mouth, habits, right? So 
I, you know, I, I saw, you know, on some of your pages, um, you know, there were uh, reviews, right? Of course, you can go and see the reviews and people leaving comments. And some of the comments I saw were like, you help people lose weight. And that is such a huge, well, it's been a huge thing. And it's going to be a huge thing until, you know, kingdom come, right? Um, so, so what are the steps? Because there's so many, you know, um, there's so many different meal plans. There's so many different fitness um, gurus um, and fitness plans that people have to get in shape, right? Um, and to lose the weight, different diets, crash diets. And then even sometimes they, they go into the Daniel fast and all these different fasts. And I think I saw recently somebody had passed away from, from doing a, a, a Daniel fast and things like that. It's craziness, right? So everybody's trying to lose this weight, right? Um so what so what so what is it for you that how like how have you helped your clients like lose this weight what like what's the secret well i mean you know i tell people there's no secret really i mean honestly what it comes down to is a few things because everybody knows how to lose weight but the reason i think my approach is a little bit different is because i ask people to understand why why did you gain the weight number one why do you eat, number two? Why do you want to lose weight, number three? And if you're trying to lose weight for external reasons, it's not going to be sustainable. You really have to get to the real reason why you're eating. And, you know, the, when I say this, many people are really shocked to realize that if you're not eating for physiological hunger, you're eating for psychological hunger, which is mm. emotional eating, right? You're angry, yes. you eat. You're happy, you eat. You're sad, you eat. You're depressed, you eat. You're bored, you eat. You're lonely, you eat. Food has become, as one of my acronyms, as you will see, one of my acronyms, food has become our doctor, D-O-C, right? Our drug of choice. And folks, anything Ooh. that we use on a regular basis to alleviate pain, to numb us, to distract us, is considered a drug. And food is our drug of choice. I would say that. You know, because that is something that became my drug of choice when I was lonely, when I was upset, when, the, when my colleagues were nasty, when patients were discriminatory and made racial comments, and I came home crying every night to my mom, Mom, I can't believe you know, cookies and ice cream, you know? So I had to understand that it's not that I needed cookies and ice cream. I needed to talk to someone, and I needed to be able to process my emotions. But instead of doing that, I ran, I ran to the cookies and ice cream. So basically what I help people do is realize that if you're not eating for physiological reasons, then we have to find the psychological. And sometimes it's even spiritual. Sometimes it's even spiritual. Yeah. The thing, one of the biggest things I really, really said in my approach is that I help people to reclaim their self-worth because so many people feel that they're not enough. And when you think that you're not enough, when you think something is missing, what are you most likely to do? You're going to go looking to try and fill that void, correct? Correct. Most people fill that void with food, drugs, sex, gambling, you name it. And so the people who struggle with weight, they fill in that void with food, you know? Mm. And I think that's yeah. true. And, and I appreciate the transparency uh, just because... Um, I think we all, well, I can't say we all, but, you know, there are different types of people, right? Now, some people deal with stress by not eating. That is not me. So I, 
I am a honest. You know, it has to get to a certain level, but once like it, it's when it comes to emotional type stress, that's when I eat. That's when I feel like I stress eat, right? Different types of stress I I handle pretty well, but but when it comes to that, that really, you know, tags on here, I stress eat, and I know that about myself. Some people just don't eat though. Some yeah. people don't eat. They they for whatever reason is once they get stressed, they just don't eat. So, and that's not healthy either. Um, so there, so, you know, there has to be a balance, right, of, of some sort. And the one thing that you did say is that you went to go talk to somebody. Now, I'm going to get real close here real quick because, because I am an advocate, okay, strong advocate, you know, as a Christian, born again Christian, you know, just like yourself. My motto is God and therapy. You can do both. That's my motto. And in our community. That's not it. And especially from the from the older school too. You know, like, you know, what happens in this house stays in this house. Right? And if you and if you have problems and you go speak to the bishop or you go speak to your pastor, but you don't dare go see a therapist because we're not crazy. And people use that word, crazy. Very loosely. Yeah. Right? And so we we end up being bound up a lot. Right? We're in church bound up. Right? Because we're not seeking proper counsel. So when you say that you spoke have spoken to somebody, so do you like so when you are have your clients and, and coaching, do you refer or or do you advise that people go to therapy and of course seek spiritual guidance? Well, I mean it depends on the person, obviously, because right. some people clearly benefit from speaking to a therapist. I mean, when I spoke to someone, I spoke to basically it was my pastor and I used mm-hmm. my counsel because I feel for me as a physician, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I have read enough of the textbooks and I have a really large fund of knowledge when it comes to the psych, the psychopathology myself, obviously. You do, right. So I was able to go and just discuss what I needed to discuss because I think for me, it was more spiritual crisis. Right. It was a spiritual crisis because I had lost my identity and that sounds really strange, but when I came to this country, I'm not American by birth. I came to this country from the West Indies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we grew up, we didn't have this racial racism that was rampant. When I came to this country, it was a shock. Mm. I really, I mean, I was laughed at, I was belittled, I was jeered because I had an accent and I was very dark skinned. I was very dark. I faded now. <laughs> no sun in my- <laughs> But, you know, and people made fun of me. And even as a physician, I, I was, I was, you know, abused as a physician by a lot of patients because I was black with an accent. So for me, it was, it was a struggle. Why would you make me black, God, if you were going to put me in this world with, where I was going to be treated like this? So I had to, mm. had to process all of that. So for me, it was mm-hmm. And of course, you know, the idea then came in, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not, you know, and of course you start thinking a whole bunch of strange things. So for me, I spoke to my pastor and it was really good. And of course, always, always for me, you know, I I do believe in speaking to people. I do believe in speaking to your pastor. I do believe in if you need to really see a professional therapist, but always with the, with the caveat that you pick someone who, who knows how to approach your problem in a holistic manner, you know, because not every 
therapist is the same. Mm -hmm. and, you know, not every doctor is the mm -hmm. same. So you have you have to find someone who works, someone who works for you. But the other thing I want to say is this: you don't want someone who's going to agree with everything you say because then you're not going to grow. You need someone to challenge you to step out of your comfort zone to really. Yes face the issue and realize that something has to change. So my philosophy is I've been doing the same thing for over 30 years. Come on. Obviously, it's time for something different. So right. which is not anything unique. Maybe it is a little bit unique in the sense that I do combine spirituality with my background in medicine. Mm -hmm. And as a who's been through the things, I can I can give you a different perspective so that you can look at things a little bit differently. Mm. And that's amazing. Um, so, so when it comes to like total health, right, this holistic approach, right? So what does that really entail? Right? Uh, because there's, there, there's a lot of life coaches. I'm one, right? There's a lot of, um, you know, just different people out there with, with different programs and things like that. Right. So what is like a real holistic approach that you take to kind of coaching? So I know that you mix this, you know, spirituality as well, of course, with medicine and things like that. But like, but what is really a holistic approach? Because there's so many different things that is out here. Somebody might be saying, well, then, well, what is a holistic approach for the things that I'm going through? Well, someone just asked me as a physician, how do you balance the spiritual with the scientific? Great question. And that is true because... I feel that here's what you do. You need the scientific tools. You need the psychological tools. You need the neurological tools. But if you're not using spirituality as the final glue, it's not going to stick together properly. So that's how I balance it. So I, you know, I always, I always refer back to my Bible because if you look at the Bible, it really is a powerful rule of life. It is a rule of life that every Christian can use to find how to behave, how to eat, how to exercise, how to work, how to save. I'm serious, it really does have everything there. But we do need some of the science, we do need some of the psychology, we do need some of the neurology. Because for instance, we know that when we eat food, tryptophan, serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, all of those things get released and those are comfort hormones that causes us to go and eat more. So. We need to understand the science so that we know that you're not just eating because you're greedy. You're eating because you become addicted to the chemicals released when you eat certain food. For instance, when you eat turkey, it's tryptophan and serotonin. When you eat bread, same thing, dopamine hits. So you're constantly being bombarded with chemicals. So now you need to understand the science, but then you also need... This is where I say that the, the willpower is not what's going to get you over the hump. It's the the power within us is going to get us over the hump. And that's how I combine it because you know what you need to do. Thank you very, very much. You know what you need to do, but we need to realize that when there's any really sustainable transformation, it comes from the Holy Spirit within us. God is the only person, the only being, the only entity that can transform us. And he's continually working within us. So when I say you're totally healthy. It's not that you get there and you're done. It is every day, moment by moment, you have to be cognizant of your choices. Mm -hmm. And the thing about people is that you, you reap what you sow was one of my reels, right? You reap what you sow. So what are you sowing? We sow seeds when we make choices. And if we consistently make the same unhealthy choices, we're going to reap unhealthy 
bodies, unhealthy mind, unhealthy finances. And folks, I am not perfect. I'm just saying I, under, I understand and each day I really make the effort to do the next small healthy thing. And folks, think of it this way. You can't get to the top of the mountain by jumping, right? Because your legs aren't that long. You have to take baby steps. So if you consistently take the positive baby steps, you will get to the top of the mountain. Same thing with change. Any change that you are attempting to make, you've got to do, you have to be consistent. And someone says self-discipline is self-love. Truly, truly, that is absolutely true. When you love yourself, you appreciate the fact that you have to be disciplined. One of the acronyms I'd like to share with you is I tell people to take your pals with you. P is for patience, A is for acceptance, L is for love. The two A and the L, if you're not accepting yourself completely as you are right now, you're going to be in trouble because there's going to be resistance. When you resist anything in life, you create stress. And what does stress do? Stress raises your cortisol level and it raises your adrenaline. Why are people going, why is high blood pressure on the rise? Cortisol and epinephrine, adrenaline as you know it. And why are people having fat? Cortisol again and insulin. So you see the thing is accept yourself, love yourself. And the last one is S, sacrifices folks. We have to make sacrifice. Yes, you can't have 10 cookies all at once. You can have a cookie, you can have two cookies, but put it down after two, you know? Two. <laughs> Oh man, I, I have two of my dreams. I, I, I eat a lot more than that amount of stress. Oh man. Um, so, so when it comes to steps, right? So, what are some of the steps that you know? If somebody came to you and said, you know, Doctor Reed's word, you know, look, I, I want to begin to build habits, but where do I begin? You like, 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 what would you say to that person? Like, how do you build healthy habits? Like, what are your steps to kind of build healthy habits? Well, I tell everybody, no matter where you are in life, you have some healthy habits, right? Everybody has some healthy habits. So let's, t let's see. What are your, thank you so very much. What are the healthy habits that you have? Do you like vegetables? Do you like to walk? Do you like to go to the gym? Do you like to swim? Everybody has some healthy habit they can build on, you know? So let's say you like to walk. Perfect. It's the easiest. It's one of the best exercises you can do for your body. They say 10,000 steps a day and you're on yes. health. Okay? My sister, she lost 80 pounds just walking around her house, racking up 10,000 you know, plus steps a day just walking around. She didn't go to a gym. Okay? 80 pounds. Yeah. Wow. And, and oh, she listened to me and I told her to cut out the sugar because here's the thing that people don't know. Sugar folks, is like a drug. It has been proven that sugar is as addictive as heroin and cocaine. Why? Mm. Because it works on the same receptors kind of in your brain like, like um, heroin, cocaine, and crack. So, and the food industry knows that this is how they can get you to keep eating the junk food and being sick so that you have to go to the doctor. Yes. They have stripped most of the food of anything healthy. So if you eat sugar with fats and fiber, it's not going to be as toxic as it is, but they strip sugar, it's refined, highly processed, it's extremely refined. So when you take a hit of sugar, it's like injecting cocaine straight into your veins because sugar is one of the things that crosses the blood-brain barrier that goes directly to your brain. So when you eat sugar, 
and you're addicted to sugar and you're struggling to lose weight, you know why you're struggling. It's because of the sugar. Am I saying don't ever eat sugar? No, because my mother, who was my, who is my greatest inspiration, she put one teaspoon of sugar in her coffee every morning and that was enough and she was never fat. So wow. I'm, not, I'm not saying you shouldn't eat sugar, but some people will tell you not to eat sugar. Yeah. I do unless I bake. And I do bake because you saw my, my Christmas baking. I bake black cake and West Indian goodies for Christmas. So I do put sugar. And my philosophy is I don't like artificial anything. If I'm going to eat something, it's going to be the real thing. Because when they tell you it's sugar-free, they're putting a whole bunch of chemicals in it. A whole right. bunch of chemicals. That's not good for you. When they like say aspartame, fat, right? Yeah. Like aspartame and all that stuff? All yeah. of those stuff. And when they say it's fat-free... The other thing they do when it's fat free, which is by the way, folks, fat is not fat is not the thing that's killing us, it's the sugar. Let me repeat that. Fat is not the thing that's killing us, it's the sugar. Because when you put fat in something, it actually slows down the absorption of that product into your body. When you strip the stuff of fat, of course it's healthy fats you want to eat. Not the unhealthy fats, obviously. You want to eat mono monounsaturated monosaturated and unsaturated fatty products, not the saturated ones. Right. And you can get healthy fats from fish, you can get healthy fats from nuts and stuff like that. You can get healthy fats from avocado. So, you know, there are healthy ways to eat. And the thing is, everybody knows how to eat healthy. It's just that they have developed some unhealthy habits that we've got to prune out. We've got to prune, prune those things out. Yeah, yeah that I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, you're right about that one. That, that um, <laughs> you're absolutely right about that one. Now, my question about sugar: some people will say that brown sugar is better than white sugar. Is that true? No, they're all sugar. They're sugar. They're all really. Sugar. Yeah. I okay. Mean, I mean, maybe the white sugar is a little bit more refined, more processed than the brown sugar, but at the end of the day, it's still sugar. Interesting. Okay. Artificial compounds out there that they now suggested, like erythriol, which is um doesn't doesn't raise your glycemic index. I've tried it, and like I said, I'd rather just do without the sugar or have real sugar. But the choice is yours. I mean, there are some healthy substitutes out there that you can use that will not do the damage that sugar does. You know, and the thing is, is the concern is what they're saying now. Sugar leaves us in a state of chronic inflammation. Not the inflammation that you're used to when you cut your, your hand and it gets infected, but it's the inflammation that's known as oxidation. Think of the body rusting on the inside. Well, they're saying that this sugar, right? And so the problem with this is now they're saying this chronic state of inflammation is beneath practically every disease. They say it's causing Alzheimer's. They say it's causing liver problem, obviously, elevated cholesterol, obviously, cardiac events, seizures, strokes, convulsion, you name it. So this chronic state of oxidation caused by eating sugar is what's the problem. So if you're eating too much sugar, please, if you take nothing else from this, this conversation, if you're eating more than... I mean, if you go to my website, bestyoumaypossible.com, sorry, I got to give it a plug there. And you type... Oh, yeah, I was going to do that anyway. Yeah, but yeah, please give it to him. <laughs> you, you will see an article there that gives you all of the facts about sugar, you know? Wow. Wow. So I guess if we learn nothing else from today, please um, 
limit your sugar intake, please. Um, especially with diabetes and high blood pressure and all, and all of these things. And Well, I mean, and that's the thing, you know, I mean, I tell, in one of my, my first presentation, I said, you know, genetics plays a role, but genetics does not manifest until we give it all of the things to make it manifest. That means if we live in an environment of stress, if we live in an environment where we eat unhealthy, then it increases the genetic traits or the, genet the gene material to manifest as a disease. Because you know, we all have cancer genes in our body. Not everybody develops cancer. Why is that? Because they have a healthy immune system. Why is that? Because they're not stressing. We know that stress impacts our immune system. We know that poor diet impacts our immune system. We know that a lack of sleep impacts our, our you know, immune system. And yes, we have to have faith. Obviously, we have to have faith, you know, but the thing is this, you have to have faith and eat healthy, you know? So I want to ask a question, and I want to touch on this thing, sleep. Okay, so... You know, I'm born and raised in, in New York City. Um, they, you know, I, I grew up on this whole thing. You know, sleep is sleep is the cousin of death. You know, you sleep when you're dead. You grind, you grind, you grind. You know, I, I grew up in a certain era where you know it's just like you you just don't sleep. Like, or you, and all I need is five four hours and five hours. And to a point, I'm still like that. You know, like I don't need eight hours to function. Like I can function off of four or five hours of sleep and I'm okay. Um, I try to get a little bit more sleep, but it's still a challenge, right? Because there are things to do, right? So <laughs> how to sleep, so I, I just want so people to be clear because I know there's a lot of people watching like this, like me or worse, right? And a lot of people that will see this and hear this that are just like this. So how does lack of sleep really affect your body? Well, I, I will tell you as a, as a physician who when people don't realize physicians really have crappy lives in the sense that we often don't get as much sleep as we can, we should yes and actually eat poorly because when you go from patient to patient patients are like i've been waiting 45 minutes why are you not seeing me so yes. really we don't have to eat but if it's one mm -hmm. thing i tell you that you really do need to do is get an appropriate number of sleep you mm. really need to get an appropriate number of sleep i say a minimum of seven hours, you know. I mean, kids need obviously more than that because they're growing, you know. Yeah. Um, but yes, that is true. It it would really make a difference if we had. And I do believe we have a lot more Christian physicians. Sorry, Terrence, so much supposed to something. The problem is a lot of physicians wrestle with their Christianity in the workforce, and I mean, it is a true. fact. I lost the job because I was a Christian and I told them I was not going to compromise my patient care because I, I work for God. That's what I said. I said, God is my boss and they did not like my response. So I lost the job because of that. So some Christian physicians keep silent because they, they have bills to pay. I'm, I was fortunate in the sense that I, you know, I don't have any kids. And so there was no one dependent on me. I could go and shop at my mother's when I, until I got another job, but not mm -hmm. everything do that you know it, but, it's like being a black cop yeah yeah, yeah. hard yeah, yeah. it's hard so, back <laughs> to the so here's the thing that happens if you don't get enough sleep mm -hmm. our the chemicals release our body they go in waves and cycle they they they're low at a certain time of the day and they peak at certain times of the day and they have to have time to come down 
And usually when we sleep, it's allowing the body to repair itself. Let me repeat that. When we sleep, it's allowing your body to get rid of the rust, the, the, the oxidation from all the metabolic work that it has been doing. So you really need to give your body sleep. And so now you train yourself. So now I go to sleep at 8 o'clock. So guys, this is up past my bedtime. But <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so, but you know, I go to sleep at 8 o'clock and I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. So you can train yourself to get the sleep. And the thing is this, what I find that exercise, gentle stretching to, to relax the tension in your body, a nice warm bath, and then you go to sleep. Some people feel that if you take a cold bath, actually helps you sleep well, too. That is true. I tried the cold. Yeah, yeah. I tried the cold. Yes, 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 I've tried the cold. But, um, you know, the thing is, you must get enough sleep. Otherwise, it's going to start affecting your health eventually. I know you're still young. You don't think that it's going to affect you. But trust me, I was there. I went, I went for many, many, many years without sufficient sleep. And yeah. you I, I, I do know that I paid the price for lack of sleep. Mm. So, so I know you talk about your faith a lot and, you know, being able to balance both, right? So, so how, has, how has, you know, faith so, or how does faith play a role in wellness? I say it's, it's the primary role. It plays the primary role in our wellness because if you don't have faith, you don't have love. Mm. You know, and, and, and that is really key for people to understand. And when I say love, here's the thing. If you go to the two great commandments and, you know, I know I think everybody knows this, the two great commandments. Father, what are the two great commandments? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, you know. Then the next one is like onto it. Love your neighbors as you love yourself. And when I say love your neighbors as you love yourself, so many people don't love themselves. People think they love themselves if they go and they buy the latest iPhone or the Gucci bag or the Prada, whatever nonsense <laughs> thing. Sorry, folks, I'm not really big on these things. I, I'm a very simple person. Mm -hmm. I like I, I dress for comfort. Don't get me wrong. I like my occasional pricey stuff, but I dress for comfort. So self-love is not buying things. People think that things tell the world that you love yourself but that's not true people think that if they surround themselves with a lot of people and friends that they love themselves that is not true self-love is an internal activity between you and yourself and like i said if you're a christian and you're following me you know that i believe fully that the holy spirit dwells within us so if you're not loving yourself you're not loving the holy spirit within you god is love let me repeat that god is love love is god love is of god so when i say love Please understand, I mean that you have to fully embrace yourself as God created you. And God does not make a mistake. He did not make a mistake. He does not make mistakes. So he knew exactly how you were going to come into this world. Unfortunately, like Eve, we all want to try and tell him how things should be. And that's when we get into trouble, right? We mm -hmm. try to do this thing called life all on our own. And really, we're not on our own. We are spiritual as well as physical beings. That's how I began the, the, the presentation, the discussion rather. We are spiritual as well as physical beings. But so many of us dwell on the physical and ignore the spiritual. 
<laughs> you have got to spend time daily with the Holy Spirit dwelling within you. And one of my favorite acronyms for holistic health is the PREENS acronym. The, the word PREENS means to take the time, invest the time in yourself, right? But it's not in a vain way. It's not about vanity. It's not about arrogance. It's not about narcissism. It's about loving yourself so that you can love others in a healthy way. And the PREENS acronym, P-R-E-E-N-S, P means prayer every day. Get on your knees if you can. Lie in your bed if you can. In the shower when you're taking a shower, spend some time with God. Pray. Pause and take time for God. He should be the first thing that you do every morning. Spending time with God. It grounds you in several ways. It grounds you in reality. It reminds you where your source of strength comes from. And he guides you and helps you to get through the day. So pray. That's how I begin my day. My phone does not go on. My tablets, nothing goes on. My Bible and my book, because I write everything from the Bible as I study it. So spending time with God. Then I do my prayer. Then I do my devotional. So I do spend some time with God. So that's number one. The R stands for rest and relaxation. The rest, Terrence, means that you must get enough sleep. <laughs> yeah. And the, and, and the relax, relax throughout the day, periodically check in with your body. Because I think so often we forget to check in with our bodies and our bodies need us to listen to them. So, so when your body is telling you, I'm tired right now, don't push through that. Listen to your body, respect your body, give it the care that it deserves because it has been there for you. Treat it with some respect, okay? The E, the first, First E is engaged in the now. Be in the moment. So many people are wrapped up in their past and in pain or worried about the future and stressing. Forget it. The great I am says, I am right here with you right now. I'm going to give you a daily bread for today. Sufficient unto tomorrow is its own problems. Let's focus on today. Be in the moment. If more people would stay in the moment, there'll be less stress. Realize that stress is you responding to your thoughts, thinking about what's going to happen in the future, which might never happen. Stresses you stuck in the past over things that you can no longer change. Take your burden and leave it to God. Take your burden and leave it to God. You know, the second is exercise. Exercise, move more. People hear the word exercise and immediately panic. Walk up and down your steps. I live in a building in Manhattan. I walk up and down the steps. That's my exercise in the morning if I don't get outside. Mm. I used to go to the gym like a maniac. I don't do that anymore. Right. My gym is the streets or my stairwell, you know? The, the, the N is nourish. Nourish your mind. Nourish your body. Nourish your soul. And let me focus a little bit on our minds because so many people nourish their minds with things that are not healthy. Some of the songs you listen to that pulls down men and women or whatever, just pulls us down because of the, the vulgarity in it, the, the things that they say about each other, that is negativity. Some of the movies that we watch, is, you shouldn't even look at that stuff. You put all that stuff in your brain. It's been proven that if the more violent stuff you, you watch, the more revved up you get because you feel like you're physically there fighting the battles with these people increasing your cortisol and your adrenaline as well. So that's your mind. 
nourish your heart, do things that you enjoy, listen to music, you know, get a massage, you know? And of course, nourish your body with healthy foods. Healthy foods, folks, means stuff like broccoli, spinach, cabbage, you name it, you know? I mean, I, we really don't eat a lot of rice in here, but you can eat rice occasionally, brown rice, you can eat quinoa, you can eat nuts, you can eat salmon, you can eat tuna, you can eat, you know, chicken, you can eat, you know, beef, you know, as long as it's, you know, healthy, right. you know? So I think people just need to understand the thing. And the last one is S and, you know, save, share and spend your money, your energy and your time wisely. And I said, we deal in three currencies as human beings. And I should probably be four, but I like the three, right? Our money, our energy, and our time. Stop wasting your energy on things you cannot control. So many people waste their energy on things they cannot control. And it has repercussions in the future because stress, when you, when you run out of time, you get stressed. Your energy is the other thing that people waste. If someone doesn't like you, Bounce, like the Bible says, if you go somewhere and you try to give them information and you don't receive it, shake the dust off as you leave. Just leave, you know, just let it go, you know. And your time. So many people squander their time, you know. Like you have, you're meeting friends. If a friend is a friend and they show up more than 10 minutes late, you shouldn't be waiting for them because that is disrespectful. Mm. My time valuable your time is valuable so i have this rule my friends laugh at me when i when i got married i said my wedding was 4 p.m sharp sure. um, at 405 we will be in already started my friend says can you postpone that i said no my wedding starts at 4 p.m sharp mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah no i'm not no no we can't be late to no we can't be late to the weddings man save that for the barbecue Yes. Say that for the barbecue. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the thing is, here's another acronym you should notice. Care, care, C-A-R-E. Compassion, acceptance, respect, and empathy. And folks, when you love yourself, you learn to care for yourself. But when you know how to love yourself fully and unconditionally, you can give that same love to others as God commands us to do. So when you show compassion to yourself, you show compassion to others. When you show acceptance to self, you show acceptance to others. When someone has boundaries, you respect them because then you expect them to respect your own boundaries. And of course, we show empathy for others and ourselves. You know, and the thing is so many people are afraid to say no. No is one of the greatest gifts you can give to yourself. Mm. You have mm. others. I'm not saying don't help people. I help a lot of people all the time, but you have to realize when your plate is full. Saying yes, yes. you can't accommodate someone at the, at the detriment of your own health is not spiritual. It's not healthy. Mm. So learn to recognize when your body is tired and needs rest and cannot do anymore. Mm. That's important. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I know I struggle with that most of my life. I think it was just the last couple of years I started to learn what the like what the word no really meant <laughs> um, you know uh, over these last couple of years but for, for for most of my life it was just yes it was just yes 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 whatever you need even if it was at the expense of myself yeah. right um you know because like when you have a bleeding heart to help people you, you just want to help everybody right um but i started to learn 
that's not healthy either. Um, so I want to go back to something. Quinoa. Okay. I just have to ask, just because maybe I'm doing something wrong. Is there any tasty way to have quinoa? Oh, definitely. I make it Western. Please tell me. I make it Western. Indian style. I make it like rice and peas. I make it like um, curry curry rice with um, chicken. I, uh, I make it with mushroom and I make it with dry cranberries. So here's what you do. You take a cooking lesson, folks, from a West Indian. Hey, I'm going to have to replay this and, and I'm going to learn it myself because I've never, I've eaten quinoa and I'm like, I, I, I just eat it just because it's, it's okay. healthy, but it never tastes good. I use a little olive oil. I started some onions, some garlic, some curry powder, some paprika, some turmeric, some cumin. I saute that, right? Then I bring that to a boil. If I'm not cooking it with beans, right? I bring that to a boil and then I add my quinoa. Okay? That's one way. Okay. If okay. you want to make it like rice and peas like West Indians do, you, you, you do the same thing without the curry. You could put a little sprinkle and you cook the, the peas. Once that cooked enough, then you add, once it comes to boil, then you add the quinoa. And now you got quinoa and peas, like rice and peas. Here's another West Indian trick. Instead of using olive oil, we use coconut oil. So it gives it that coconut flavor. Mm. Okay? Okay. Maybe one of these days when I'm cooking it, I'll invite you and your significant other for, over for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I'm learning when it comes to this quinoa because I've been quinoa for a couple years and, you know, you know, to be a little healthier with certain substitutions, but I, you don't want to have rice. And I'm like, this is, this is, I'm like, man, this the is just bland. I, I'm like, this is bad. Quinoa, my husband, I mean, he will tell you, it, you can't even tell it's quinoa because it's so tasty. And I don't mm. put any artificial in. I just use natural spices and seasonings that, you know, that's in the kitchen. And I, I mean, I love mushrooms. And so another way that I do it is I add mushrooms to it, which is delicious. Mushrooms are really oh my good. I love mushrooms too. Yes. And mushrooms are good for us because they have a lot of medical properties. Mm. Perfect. So, so when it comes to, to, you know, somebody, you know, we went through the habits and we went through a lot of just different things, right? throughout this whole conversation. But the one thing is when people are going through real life, like real life situations in real life, that's the one thing that pe people say is, man, you know, I don't have enough time in the day, right? I don't have enough time in the day um, to exercise, right? I'm doing this. I have kids or I'm, I have working two jobs or whatever the case is. I can't work two jobs, sleep and exercise, right? You know, there's a lot of things and reasons why, right? People come and rebut these things. So what do you say? Well, Here's my first advice to anyone. If you're really serious about your health, you will prioritize your health. Here was what I, my husband always said, people vote with their feet. People always have time to do certain things in life. So if your health is not your number one priority, then I ask you what else is more valuable? Because as soon as we lose our health, everybody starts running to the doctor when we could have prevented this in the first place. So my advice, mm. learn to prioritize your health. That's number one. Number two, as a physician, I had to learn to prepare my meals ahead of time. So I got those lovely glad plastic containers that they sell at <laughs> And Sundays, I'll cook a batch of food for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, put it out in portions for the week. And then Thursday or Wednesday night, I'll cook the batch for the rest of the week. Because 
I was not going to be cooking every day. So you can cook healthy. The other thing that you can do is you can always have salads in your home. And when I say salads, everybody's like, that's not enough. Trust me. When I make a salad, it's a meal. So what I do with the salad is um, I add broccoli. I add mushrooms. I add um, peppers, tomatoes, cucumbers, avocado. And, I love avocado. Yeah. Oh. And so then that becomes a big, heavy meal. And then sometimes a scoop of quinoa. <laughs> <laughs> you see, quinoa is such a versatile thing. And of course, I sprinkle that with some nuts. I eat a lot of nuts. Nuts are my favorite things. Mm. I snack on nuts a lot. And if I'm not snacking on nuts, I'm snacking on cucumbers. And if I'm not doing that, I'm snacking on Greek, whole Greek yogurt. So I take um, mm. a scoop of whole Greek yogurt, a scoop of um, chia seeds, and a couple of nuts, and that's my snack. And it's very filling, and it's very healthy. And by the way, we need to incorporate fermented foods in our body because I, I'm sure you guys are well aware of the gut health. The gut is where 80% of our immune system exists. And if you're having problems, check your gut. What are you putting in there? You know, we need mm. health fibers, probiotics, prebiotics, and we need the fermented foods that have the bacteria and microorganisms in it. Because a lot of our food is digested by those organisms. So you would suggest also a probiotic too, I would assume. No, I don't necessarily no. suggest it. I mean, when I say probiotic, prebiotic, because the thing is this, like fermented foods, fibers is a good prebiotic. Fermented food gives you the probiotic. You know, and okay. if, if you're if you're going to buy probiotics, please remember, anything on a shelf is not a probiotic. It has to be in the refrigerator so that it's really active and live. Yeah, yeah, they don't tell you that, do they? <laughs> and yet, no. <laughs> I spend a lot of money on probiotics. I'm, I'm trying to tell you. Make sure, um, <laughs> make sure it's in the refrigerator. And that's why so, you get it from yogurt. Get it from yogurt. Yogurt has... Yeah brand of yoga that tells you how many life strains are in it. We do kefir a lot. Go to Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's, we're plugging you. We go to Trader Joe's, <laughs> we buy their kefir, and it has like 12 life strains. My husband liked the, um, this one from Philadelphia that has lactobacillus in it. So always try to get some fermented food into your body. Always try to get some healthy fibers into your body. And this is why you shouldn't drink any juices in a box. Because they're stripped of fiber and it becomes mm -hmm. sugar. We don't drink any juices in this house. I stopped drinking soda since 1992 once I realized what it was doing to my calcium and phosphorus level. So, and I'm not missing it. I really don't. I just drink wow. water. I do drink a lot of tea, as you can see. I always drink a lot of tea. I'm take a sip of this right I here. There's some water right here. I also have my water, so I'm always staying well hydrated because one of the things that manifests as, um, weight issues is when we're dehydrated and it's a simple fix folks you can get your body moving in the right direction by drinking appropriate amount of water and that usually is half an ounce to one ounce per body weight okay so now water right uh -huh. so look You're quite everybody wise. has a, everybody has a thing okay so 
when you drink water, like I, I have Poland spring water here, people will say this isn't good. People say they they done water test and like you should only drink alkaline water. Okay. Oh, stop it! Stop it! Don't drink any alkaline water. You can't alkaline your body from drinking alkaline water. Stop! 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 If you want to alkaline your body, go outside and stand on the mud, and let the earth ground you and alkalinize you. Don't drink alkaline water. That's a myth. That's another one of those big company production that's making a lot of money from people who don't know the real truth. So I can still drink this here. Well, okay, so then I'm gonna still drink this here. The water from my pipe in Manhattan. I don't drink bottled water unless there's a gun to my head. <laughs> I can't win. I I can't win. I can't win. They well, tell you not to drink pipe water, okay? It, it, I, it, I can't drink plastic water. Like, well, I, what am I supposed to do? We drink the bottle. I drink this straight from my pipe. My husband filters the water from the pipe. I've been Filter, drinking yeah. the pipe since I've been in this country. And I haven't. I will drink bottled water, obviously, but it's this is just from the pipe. My husband filters it with a breeder filter. So you can drink the water from the pipe with a filter if you want to. Yeah, the, the, I heard the filters are good. Bottled water is because when they sit in the plastic and the plastic heats up, even though they tell you, oh, we, we've done all these wonderful things, they're telling you when the bottle of the plastic bottle heats up, it leaches chemicals into that water. You knew that. You knew that. You knew that. So... I don't drink bottled water unless I'm desperate. I drink my water from the pipe. <laughs> All right, so everybody go get a Brita, a Brita or something like that, man, if you don't trust it. Because there are certain places you can't drink the pipe water either. You got it. That's exactly right. You got it. Plastic is cancer-causing, yeah? All right. All right. Well, okay, so water. All right, great. So tap water so, with a filter. How much water you need? So half an ounce to one ounce per half your body weight. So let's say if you weigh if you weigh 200 pounds, I, I did that because it's easy math. You should be drinking anywhere from 100 ounces of water to 200 ounces of water a day. Okay? 200? Yeah. 200 ounces of water? You, 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 that's you, almost but, impossible. From 100 to 200. No, it's not. I mean, it's like men, men is almost four liters of water a day. No, I mean, it's possible if you don't got to go to work. You're going to always be in the bathroom. You're going to get somebody written up. Exactly why I told you doctors are not healthy because <laughs> in the operating room, I couldn't drink water like that because I'd have to go pee every five seconds. Right. But now I'm tired. Now, I can do that. Now you're retired. <laughs> See, yeah. <laughs> that is great information. Um, that is great information, though. Um you know, as far as the water intake, as far as uh, between 100 to 200 ounces. That's... No, no, it depends on your weight, like I said. Of course, weigh, yes, yes, yes. If you weigh 200 pounds, it should be about 100 ounces to 200 ounces a day. You know, if you weigh less, obviously, it's half your body weight, 0.5 to 1 ounce for half your body weight. So that's the range. From You understand? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I definitely do understand. Perfect. Um, so listen, um, I know we're almost close to time here, um, and we've appreciated all of the... <laughs> beautiful insights and nuggets that you have given us to today. So one, you know, how does somebody book a consultation with you? How do they reach, you know, uh, how do they reach out to you? Because, you know, we definitely want people to come out to you and, 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 and be able to work with you uh, because you are definitely a great resource. So how do people um, reach out to you? Well, I'm available 
um, as a guest speaker. I'm available as a consultant for businesses because I really believe that the workforce is unhealthy and it's contributing to the increased unhealthy population. That's true. And I work one-on-one -on -one with clients and yes. I work in groups. So you can reach me on my website, bestyoumadepossible.com. You can also schedule on Calendly if you go to my website, you can book a 30-minute session, and I will talk with you and find out how I can help you. And you can always email me. It's really easy. It's uh, susan at bestyoumadepossible.com. And, of course, you can DM me on Instagram. But um, I'm really easy to, to find, folks. You can find me really easily on my website or on Instagram. Oh, and I also have a Facebook page. You can also find me there. So you can use Messenger and send me a message as well. Wonderful. So, so you are very accessible. Um, and I encourage anyone that is, is struggling, especially with their weight, you know, you know, uh, their spiritual wellness journey and things like that. And please reach out um, to Dr. Regis Ford um, because um, she has changed lives for 30 years in medicine and she's still continuing changing lives after retirement um, holistically. I don't like <laughs> Environment anymore because someone said like you you've been put out to pasture. So I said I just transitioned yeah. into the next chapter of my life. New chapter. It's, it's <laughs> all about the new chapter. It's all about the new chapter. We're turning the page. You know. Um, and and I definitely appreciate you taking the time out here on this platform. This will be out. Um, this will be out tomorrow on all audio podcast platforms that you have: Spotify, iHeart, everything that you can imagine. It will be out as well as uh, YouTube um, and. The rerun will be also here, too, on Instagram, too. Um, so definitely take it, share it, tell a friend, um, because um, the gems that have been spoken today need to be heard around the world. Um, and so I, I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you. We honor you always. Um, we definitely wish you uh, nothing but the best on this Deaconess journey. Um, and we need more doctors like you. And that's and 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 that is a fact. And you know it is Women's you know month, and and we celebrate you, we honor you, and we definitely thank you uh, for all of the work that you've put in throughout the years, and all the work that you're continuously doing. So thank, thank you. Thank you too. We love you too, Damaris. We do love you. Well, I was a, it was an honor to um, be here. Thank you so very much for giving me this opportunity to share some nuggets. Hopefully, someone got something of value from this, and mm -hmm. you know. If you would like to continue the discussion, like you, like I said, you can reach out to me and I will try to help. That's basically all I can do is try to give you the information so that you can live abundantly as God created you to live. Because I truly believe that he did want us all to be living abundantly and we just got a little bit derailed by the shiny things, you know. So let's mm. gain some clarity about that and get totally healthy in mind, body and soul. Thank you so very much, and I want to wish everyone a blessed evening, and please continue to be safe and have a wonderful rest of the week. Thanks. Yes. All right. Take care, and have a great one. Thank you no, so much. No worries. Have a blessed one. You too.